the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. I promise to do that. I'll dedicate every show to finding an idea or two to help you get to retirement, whether it's saving, investing, earning. You tell me, ensuring what's right, what's wrong. You got some financial chinks in your armor. And it's time that we find the, the weak link, so to speak. And no, I'm not a game show host. Among the tweaks we've been seeing is always trying to improve things. Always want to tweak a little bit better. 10 out of 11 sectors on the S&P 500 yesterday. And the sectors are things like transportation, retail, finance, technology, healthcare, utilities. You get the idea. 10 out of 11 of them were higher. Tesla somehow found a way to go down after Elon Musk said the company would stop accelerating Bitcoin. My head is about to blow up. I may have to put a two-week ban on Elon Musk on the show. Because now he's talking more about how to improve Dogecoin. And I'm like, come on. You don't have to be the Twitter headline grabber every day. Jobless claims fell to a new pandemic low yesterday, hitting 473,000. That's worthy of note. That's good. We still want more jobs created. We still want people filling more jobs. The job openings, problematic. Airbnb. Where was the first time you heard of Airbnb? It's kind of like the first time you heard of of Lyft or Uber. And you were like, what? What? Yes, download the app from the App Store. Yes, put your credit card in. Yes. First ride's free. Yes. And you're, you're kind of like this guinea pig for another person in the room who's done it. Who is the Uber, how shall we say, veteran? Same thing with Airbnb. Their um, stock dropped more than 37% from its high. It sits at an interesting place at this point in time on the edge of the travel rebound of the century. The travel rebound of the century. Am I making that up? I'm not. I looked at my points that I haven't used and because I spent more on credit cards and more intelligently with points last year, I've got a ridiculous amount of travel. I'm pretty sure I can travel around the world. And I'm, it's, what's important to do is use those points, A, before I die, and B, before the point system changes. DoorDash, the delivery company stock, was down 47% from its peak, but it popped more than 7% last night. Revenue jumped 219% annually. Interesting thing about DoorDash is will we use it in 2022? Have we gotten used to grocery delivery? Have we gotten used to, oh, um, I made love, sweet love last night. Now I get a, get a pregnancy test delivered to me from CVS. 
okay, I don't know, pregnancy test the night after or the day after is right, but okay, I think I got a fever and I need COVID test delivered to me and you door dash it with CVS. Coinbase and it's first, I'll, I'll say this on DoorDash. When it's free included in my credit card, it's a lot easier to keep around than when you have to pay that monthly subscription. It's the monthly subscriptions, damn it. They're the ones that get you. Speaking of which, Disney had a meh number of signups. Now, we kind of knew that could happen because Netflix told us it could happen, that maybe they pulled forward into the pandemic. And maybe the new people, if they wanted it, they got it in the last 12 months, they didn't get it in the last three months. But bad news for Disney was that Disney's cheaper than Netflix, and they had a similar type pull-in and disappointment. Coinbase, in its first earnings report as a public company, missed expectations, continue to trade well below its opening price. It will add more cryptocurrencies to its platform, including Dogecoin, in the next six to eight weeks. Bumble, the dating company, dipped below their IPO price of 43 yesterday. Mixed bag of earnings. Snowflake, the cloud data firm backed by Berkshire Hathaway, made a splash last fall as largest software IPO ever, but it's fallen more than 51% from its high. A lot of the companies that came public last year that you wanted to know about, they had their, their day in the sun. They had their, their day of play. But many of them are now down 50 to 70%. I'm not a big fan of IPOs only because I like a little seasoning. I don't want it to be the first company's first pandemic. Well, okay, maybe the first pandemic's okay. I don't want it to be their first summer letdown or their first end-of-the-year bu- budget flush. I want to see them after they've gone through a couple, a cycle at least. Doesn't always hold true. The last IPO that I bought aftermarket was probably Facebook. That tells you it's been a long time. Say goodbye to mask, maskne. Those of you who get acne from your mask, those of you who have had less than perfect skin for the past year because you're breathing on your nose. The CDC said yesterday that fully vaccinated people, meaning two weeks post final shot, don't need to wear face masks in most indoor and outdoor settings. This is very confusing messaging because the White House said, what? We didn't say that. CDC not working with the presidential committee or something like that, or at least it feels like that because my company hasn't called me back yet. And that that's now they're on the clock. Are they going to call me back over the weekend or not? Because if I can be, you see what I'm saying? There's some really odd, is, is it good messaging? I think for better, for worse, for moving forward. I went to the dog park yesterday, and let's say there's 10 people. I would say four of them didn't have masks on. Two weeks ago, all of them did. So, crap, just like that. I think we're in for the travel rebound of the century. Century, 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 century. Just like I told you last year in March, April, that this was the buying opportunity of a generation. we're going to explode in travel this year. It's going to be messy. You're going to want to bring paper towels. That might stain. Just in time for long weekends, 59% of U.S. adults have received at least one dose of COVID-19 vaccine, inching closer to Biden's new goal of 70% by 4th of July. I just want to barbecue with you. 
I want to ruin the planet, throw some coals out down, get some bladder fluid, spark her up. I just want to go out. I kind of want to barbecue with friends again. Here's to good friends. No. Um, JP Morgan Chase, U.S. Bancorp, Wells Fargo. We're going to join several of the banks in a pilot program offering credit cards to people without credit scores. What? This is where we get into trouble. When banks go a little bit too much of an extension and or the government says you need to extend your business models to people who don't deserve it. So banks going after giving credit cards to people with no credit score. It's not a bad idea to think about alternative risk models. Uh, and certainly push forward, push forward, push forward with new product and ideas. And yes, I'm sure the 2020 shutdown probably affected new product development. But credit building apps to consumers as young as 13, I don't like it. Instagram for children, I don't like it. How about sunshine for children? You can find me online at the one, the only Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me at robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So just again, I want to say thank you to all the listeners, to all the support. I got a crazy nice email yesterday that I'll read for you later. And I love crazy nice emails from people who have become financially successful and are slightly giving me credit for it. And I think we're in this together. Getting a little bit of feedback echo back into my ear. Um, not much. I can work with it. Just letting the producer know. Well, some chaos. We could tinker with that. Um, it seems to be getting better. So we will work on that. A couple periodicals that I look at every weekend when I'm quote unquote not working. <laughs> and I'm always working. Barron's is the number one. B-A-R-R-O-N-S. If you can afford it, get it. Newspaper, it's the sister paper of the Wall Street Journal. It's really dedicated to money issues. If you can run down to do, 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 the news station, hear ye, hear ye. If you can get to the town crier and pick one up on Saturday morning, i.e. if you go to Starbucks, grab a Barron's, come back, chill, cup of coffee before the kids wake up, maybe enjoy a hot tub and a little financial information. I think Barron's is one of the best. Now, again, not for everyone. And I'm not trying to get you addicted to your financial information because truly I want you to be you. Um, that's going to serve everyone, I think, the best in the long term. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. I It's not lost on me some of the notes that I write down during the day. I'm a doodler is Apple had support and it supported the market by not going under that 120 range that I keep talking. I don't keep talking about it. And I do 12, 13 hours of radio a week, podcasting a week. So I need to be kind of cautious on what I'm saying. And for the record, I'm still working on that launch of the podcast. It's going to happen. 
I'd say we're deep into the project, 45%. Microsoft, Google, Tesla, Facebook, all trading higher. The markets are taking that CDC news favorably about we can ditch the mask if you have the shot. There are some really concerning issues though. And I'll point to the New York Yankees as this is the one that's a head scratcher. I know you're saying New York Yankees stock market, COVID, what are you talking about? So far, eight people, including shortstop Glaber Torres, have tested positive for COVID this week, more than 14 days after being fully vaccinated. What? That's a high percentage. The Yankees cleared Major League Baseball's 85% threshold for lowered protocols at the end of April, and manager Aaron Boone said there, very few members of their traveling party are not vaccinated. Problem is, we treat this as our family, our work, our social interaction, so says Aaron Boone, and because of that, somehow 14 people, uh, eight people are now COVID positive. That's going to be a big question. It's not too unexpected that vaccine recipients get asymptomatic or low-grade infection, particularly with Johnson & Johnson, because Johnson Johnson is known to be 70% effective at preventing the mild disease. So they're getting it, they're not getting grossly sick, and they're recovering due to the vaccinations. That's kind of what we want to see. But it's still worrisome that we're not clean on the transmission from person to person. My son's getting his vaccine. My 12-year-old son's getting his vaccine on Monday. I'm pro-mRNA. I know you're saying, uh, get a t-shirt, get a bumper sticker. And doesn't it sound like kind of like a military group, the mRNA? A little bit, a little bit. So rebound. This week we had what started to look like a correction. And then it didn't happen. But the volatility is picking up. And things that look like corrections coming seem to be a little bit more regular. There's a, a feeling of gamesmanship right now. Market investors have been trained to buy on weakness, buy on dips. Falling back into the persistence of low interest rates. I was reading some pretty hardcore future research yesterday that talked about crypto is about done with explosive growth. And the next thing's going to be artificial intelligence with robots and artificial intelligence in, in startups. And that would be the next area of massive explosiveness. I know you're saying massive explosiveness. Did you have Spanish food last night for dinner? I might have had a bean or two. Um, but AI. And then get this. The future report on stock market said, then we get into very subdued inflation in our economy, world economy, and very subdued growth. Like this may be the golden age right now of investing and exciting breakthroughs. You got to take all of that kind of stuff. Great assault. Disney's down a little bit. Disappointment in Disney Plus subscriber growth didn't live up to higher expectations. I own shares of Disney. I'm not selling my shares of Disney. I'm a little disappointed in the subscriber growth. I'll be honest though, I'm not a Disney guy. Never been to Disney, I've never been to Disney World. Um, I can tell you who the cartoon characters are, but not much else. But they're Marvel. They're Star Wars. 
They're princesses. They've got a lot of franchises. And they're getting ready for the summer of explosion in travel. They're getting ready for it. Taking the masks off? You don't think Disney did a, a jig last night? If you look at, I look at companies as public, as publicly traded companies as human beings. Disney did the Watusi last night. I know you're saying, you know way too many dance moves, Rob. I know. Oh, no. Okay, for the record, Titanic, one of the worst movies ever. And yet we flocked to it. People flocked to it like five or six times. But Leonardo DiCaprio, he's, how shall we say, a little bit overused. Kate Winslet, lovely. Very talented. Very talented. Oh, and that new show on HBO Max that, uh, Murder Dirter. <laughs> you murdered my dirter. It's awesome. Talking about wanting to, like, get liquored up and uh, try to guess who the killer is. Murder Dirter. You have to watch the Saturday Night Live skit and the show because they're pretty much so spot on impressions of each other. Import prices were up seven tenths of a percent, seven tenths of one percent. You're like, wow, that's such a small number over the last six months. Non-fuel import prices are up 6.2%. Now, that's a much bigger number. Over the last six months, non-agricultural export prices are up 17.8%. We are seeing obvious inflation. And the one thing that you go to a park or a movie tonight and someone doesn't wear a mask, you're like, I'm not going to sit next to him. I'm not going to sit next to the guy with an I love inflation t-shirt. We're seeing a good, pretty good, healthy numbers on in inflation, and it don't it don't sit well with me. I know you're saying grammar, grammar. It doesn't sit well. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Happy day. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, seven to nine on AM twelve twenty KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I haven't really found a good movie recently, but it feels like movies are starting to come back, which is nice. I'm not a big movie guy. I'd rather read a book. But when you get to watch a Hollywood movie in a cold movie theater with your child, who's becoming a young man, it's pretty awesome. It seems like everything Netflix makes seems to be one skosh below, like, theater quality. It used to be two or three skoshes. What's a skosh? Got to be a whiskey drinker to find out what a skosh is. Tax day cometh. Ooh, taxes are due Monday. So do yourself a favor and file an extension if you haven't. There's a lot of mistakes to avoid. Don't write things on the envelope like, you owe me money. (laughs) Don't taunt. Oh, this is funny. This will show you my family's sense of humor. My brother David went to law school. But he did it on the Marine Corps' dime, so the Marine Corps paid for his law school. But because of that, he had to get a basic training and give three-year service, which was perfect because after law school, he gets to prosecute marines and then he gets to defend marines and gets a lot of experience and that, that was wonderful but while he was in boot camp we would send him cookies and stuff like that 
care packages and it would say things like killer kami for mommy um you know shoot him between the eyes would write on the box and his drill sergeant would like like professor or not professor black pfc black pfc black do you want to kill a kami for your mommy <laughs> so he still hates us for that but that's what it's like to be in my family so taxes in full swing right now try not to miss your tax breaks um i know this is a show about stocks and investing but it's also a show about earning more money and saving more money and paying the appropriate amount of taxes earned income tax credit refundable tax credit low to moderate income working individuals couples there's so many tax deductions this year and tax breaks now for the record here's my thought i used to do all my own taxes with like turbo tax until i turned maybe 32 33 and then i became a little bit more financially complicated by owning a property that was a rental property and a property that was in another state that was a rental property and an office property that i deducted expenses from going to the office from paying myself rent then you get a divorce and you get a kid or two and you're like, I hired a professional. So I use a CPA down in San Jose. I could probably do it myself, but to be honest with you, I'd rather listen to the Giants on baseball, uh, Giants game. Or I know you're saying Giants A's, you choose Giants, that's so cliche. Well, listen to this. I'm also a Yankees fan. I know you're saying, oh, I hate you even more now, Black. I'm, why did you go kill a, a Yankee for your mommy? I get it, I get it, I get it. It's an easy team to hate. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But in 1975, I was living overseas, and my brother David said, it's time for you to learn how to read. Time for you to be a man. And I'd read box scores. And so my first words, my sight words were like Bucky and Dent and Chris and Chamless and um, Ron Guidry, wins, loss, earned run average, like strikeouts. Those were my sight words as a kid. Interestingly, I'm not a big baseball fan, like, I'm not going to go, woohoo, we won the World Series. But I'll follow it every day just because the numbers relax me. Seeing the Giants up by two and a half games this far into the season, I'm like, wait, we're 25% done. They have a real chance at this. Like, and I start doing the math odds. I'm like, okay, let's see, there's 75 games left. They need to win 60 of them to automatically, like, you start, and it relaxes me. Okay, file on time. It's tempting to put off filing your taxes the longer you wait the very problem again know that when you file your taxes you are now open season target for scams i am open season target for scams i'm not saying you're stupid or anything like that i'm just saying that that's kind of one of those areas where people are like they, they know that you're a little bit afraid of it so don't put your taxes in your mailbox you know file online if you can or take it straight to the post office do everything you can to protect your identity and understand the IRS is never going to call you. Did I ever tell you I dated a girl in college who became an IRS agent and I got audited and I thought it was kind of a coincidence, but it wasn't. Incorrect bank account numbers. Uh, I sold a piece of property earlier this year and it turns out my brokerage account isn't really a banking account, even though I could write checks from it. I didn't know it was chartered as a bank or not. I put that as the routing, and the next thing you know, they have to FedEx me a check overnight. Pain in the butt. All about account numbers. That's the way. If Bitcoin gets you excited, uh, blockchain gets me excited. Having authentic transactions go through, authenticated, trackable. 
even though it's not trackable. But in this case, it's it's on register of it's yours. Blockchain is going to be a huge game changer in our society through the years. Bitcoin, I don't know. Until we can figure out how to recognize it as a currency, as some sort of asset, as is it, let's say I bought a, a $100 of, of Bitcoin, it goes up to $200, and I get a uh, test that I sell. I say, I want to buy a car. Do I pay the capital gains on 200 on the 100 appreciation? What do they pay? Like, do they get taxed on it? It's really not a U.S. currency, is it? What? There's a lot wrong with Bitcoin. There's a lot right with Bitcoin. Unsigned forms, probably the biggest no-no there is in, well, let's just say this. Make sure, I don't have to do this one. If you're getting a divorce, you're going to sign those forms, right? You're not going to leave those on the counter and forget to sign them, are you? Imagine your IS forms are your divorce papers. Don't blow this one. Find out 15 years later you're still married. <laughs> not that it happened to me or anything like that. Um, incorrect filing status. Oh. You know what the best part I used to do when I was like 25 with my taxes? I'd rerun them. So you'd have like that TurboTax thing and you'd go, let's find out if I could deduct my dog this time. Let's find out I could deduct my office. Try to get that filing status in your head good. Um, report all your income. I know this one's a, a no-brainer for most of us, but I have an account at Fidelity that has literally like $25 in it. And I might get a penny dividend every year. And I have to report that penny of income. And I've tried to close the count and it's just been a pain in the COVID butt. Math mistakes. Do I need to say that twice when it comes to your taxes? If you're getting a million dollars in return, you've done something wrong. In fact, if you're getting any return, you're doing something wrong. It means the government's had your money for the last 364 days. They didn't have to. Doesn't always mean that, but kind of. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. The Colonial Pipeline, they paid a ransom of $5 million in Bitcoin. It's a little bit of a problem. It's a big problem. One of our biggest assets got attacked shut down our ability to deliver gasoline to our society and thus power our economy. <laughs> Excuse me. I got the COVID-18. I did love it when Ted Nugent said what happened to uh, COVID-1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. <laughs> oh, celebrities, you should just be quiet. Or pseudo-celebrities. I think that might be fair to say. <laughs> So Colonial Pipeline pays the ransom. They deny that they paid the ransom. It's pretty safe to say that a lot of companies who've been attacked by ransomware have paid the ransom. And what's fascinating about it is the ability to get in your systems and encrypt them, the hackers are really good at. The tools to decrypt your own system or the tools to decrypt what they just encrypted are very, very slow. United States, we got to get a, a movie script going by Aaron Sorkin, the, the hacker elite team or something, right? We can't have the pipeline shut down, just like we can't have hospitals shut down in the middle of a surgery 
we can't have all of America's electrical grid go dark. How many people would die that moment? Crispy cream is giving graduates free dozen donuts and diabetes brought to you by Krispy Kreme. Um, Krispy Kremes are pretty good. I spent most of my youth in Europe. I spent a part of it on the East Coast. And uh, Krispy Kreme donuts, they're, they're the fundraiser, which has now been replaced surprisingly. And this will make you smile. This will make you laugh. Ted Cruz is pathetic. Ted Cruz just attacked Biden for the shortage of sauce at Chick-fil-A. Guess what the biggest, biggest fundraiser is right now on the East Coast? Selling Chick-fil-A sandwiches. So you go get like 100 of them. And you set up a something at your school and you sell the Chick-fil-A sandwiches and people go crazy for this stuff. Football games, baseball games, whatever. So donuts were a big fundraiser when I was a kid. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. The sticking to the buying the dip story is the story as we're ending the week. Markets are overlooking soft retail sales data for April, drop in consumer sentiment for May, and higher import-export prices for April, as well as a lot of inflation data this week. Where are we three months from now? If I were to guess, maybe a little lower. Where are we three years from now? Higher. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Thanks for listening to the show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Peter Lynch is one of the, considered one of the greatest investors of all time, and he ran the Fidelity Magellan Fund for 25-plus years, and it was considered one of the best funds of all time as far as performance goes. The problem was more investors lost money in it than, than one because people were buying high. Hey, have you heard how much this fund is up? And then they were selling low. If you just bought it and wrote it out, you would have been fine. I don't think we live in a world where you can just do that with everything. But I would be totally fine if you were to put a you got to be careful because you're so easy to get canceled. I was going to say, if you put a gun to my head, I'm like, Someone's going to call and say my brother killed himself with a gun to his head. I can't say that one. But there's a new term out there that I kind of strangely, weirdly like as far as something that may help you. Because we're all different investors, right? I got an email yesterday that I still want to share with you because it's the greatest email I've ever received. And no, I didn't talk about how handsome I was. Could have, though. Um. This one is Gary. Have you ever met Gary? <laughs> What's Gary? Gary is growth and reasonable yield. Do you remember earlier this week you learned that, or maybe it was last week, oh, weeks all start to blend together. You learned Bill Gates gave Melinda Gates a lot of shares of Coca-Cola. You're like, you're like that's kind of interesting. I thought Bill Gates would have been more into like a, a, a mRNA SARS vaccine biotech company. Well, when you have enough, you don't need to grow it. And Coca-Cola, there's a pretty good chance they're going to pay their dividend and they're going to grow a little bit as the world grows. I use China, India as an example that is probably starting to get a little dated along the tooth, but they used to be very, very poor countries. And as they went to work and built roads and built factories and did things to get into the 21st century economy, 
they created jobs for farmers. Farmers went to work and then suddenly they're like, oh, I need a smoke. I need a break. I need a, some tension reliever. Coca-Cola, blue jeans, it's all the same kind of idea of kind of the westernization of, of workforces. So global travel is going to take some time to get back to pre-pandemic levels, but it's going to happen fast. Global dividends are poised to rise 1.2, I'm sorry, 12% this year to $1.7 trillion. So companies paying dividends, they're going to share, corporate corporations are going to share $1.7 trillion back with shareholders. Now, I automatically reinvest my dividends because I'm young and beautiful. But when I turn 60, 62, 65, when I start getting those lines on my face and the liver spots and things that make people look old and disgusting like dentures, when I'm starting in that world, I'm going to want my Coca-Cola shares to pay me cash because I probably won't be going to work. My work will be raising grandchildren. My work will be tending the garden. My work will be uh, farting. I know you're saying you have a very unattractive image of, of the elderly. I, I probably need some I need some therapy. But Coca-Cola is a Gary stock. Growth and a reasonable yield. Growth, G, A, and a reasonable R yield, right? AstraZeneca, JP Morgan Chase, Samsung, Siemens, Taiwan Semiconductor. I would own all of those Gary's. I probably own all those Gary's through ETFs and mutual funds. I don't own any of them specifically. But I've been looking at them. You know how we recently said the market volatility has me looking at growth opportunities, trades opportunities, growth and income opportunities. Now my new friend Gary. Uh, because I'm closer now to that 60 old fart age where I want the income sent to me. Send me a check, damn it. I deserve it. I don't want it reinvested in the company where if I die, my kids get a lot of money. I want the cash, cash money, cold cash money, right? Um, okay. So think of things like Gary. Do you need me to repeat those stocks for you? You probably do because they're going to be like, don't email my company. I heard Rob say something on the air today and I need to find out what. If you didn't catch it, you lost it. It's gone. Um... And if you can't figure out how to work a podcast, you lost it. It's gone. People will call up and they'll talk to like people at the company and they'll be like, what did Rob say? I need to know. He was, he was talking too fast or the audio wasn't very good. When it's gone, it's gone. So Siemens is a big conglomerate. They make a lot of medical devices that'll keep you alive at hospitals. AstraZeneca, big drug company, Samsung Electronics. You've seen them, you know, they're not going out of business. They don't make as good of a phone as Apple does, but they make damn fine TVs. And the only competitor they have in TVs is Sony, and the only competitor they have in phones is Apple. I'm boiling that down a little bit too much, but that's show business, ladies and gentlemen. Total broker advisor for taking the action on any stocks ever mentioned on the show. So would I own Coca-Cola? Probably not today. Probably when I'm 60, I will. Not against owning it today. I don't think I'm going to get into any trouble with it today. Just throw that out there for you. Retail slap. A uh, little, little, speak English, Rob. <laughs> Someone was recently told, told me that for their mom, they rented out a movie theater and that their mom likes the summoning conjuring films. And I'm like, you're kidding me. It kind of strangely made me smile that we live in a day and age where 
those supernatural possession exorcism movies kind of rock a 55, 60 year old woman's world in a good way, not a bad way. Because my parents weren't like that. Retail sales were flat in April. Economists expected growth. What happened when uh, Joe Biden got in? He sent more stimulus out after Trump just sent some out at the end of the year and in the middle of the year, the, the early part of last year. We've had a lot of checks dropping on us. Now, again, we have rent dropping on us. Mortgages, car payments. But retail sales were supposed to jump. And the, the, the sales in April, very, very flat, falling short of the nearly 1% growth expectations. March retail sales grew. Um, but the stimulus, it's, I'm not saying it's starting to fade, but a little bit starting to fade. The instant gratification part, not the infrastructure part. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black.